Hello, hello, listeners to the Third Way podcast. Uh, I am fascinated, as you know, about art, especially language and music. Um, I love music, and it's it, music is one of the uh, few uh, at-home positive memories from my childhood of listening to uh, Kenny Rogers and uh, Linda Ronstadt and Waylon and Willie and and I found it. I found music to be healing um, in many ways, or or at least a um, a respite from trauma and violence and uh, and whatnot. And so um, I've drawn. I'm always been drawn to musicians. And a few years ago, I met a wonderful man, wonderful person named uh, Joe Mock. And Joe is a musician, um, has been a professional musician, but now is also doing. Inner, inner child or inner work. He's an inner work coach based here in Austin. And I love this idea of an artist doing, becoming an inner work coach. Um, I think there's something beautifully divine and cosmic about that marriage between art and healing. And so I wanted to have Joe on. So welcome, Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Justin. It's good to, good to connect with you. Yeah. Good to connect with you as well. And um, so just for a context standpoint, um, when did you add um, inner work coaching as part of your repertoire, your, you as a, as a polymath, as a, a modern day Da Vinci, when did you add it? <laughs> yeah, so it's been about really only about six months ago. So I'm still pretty new to this territory, but it definitely was, I think if I look back, you get those little nudges throughout life that are only only yeah. as you look back do they make sense of, oh, that's where I was being nudged. I mean, even as far back as high school, I was a peer mediator. And I remember doing really, I was good at it, natural inclination, um, compassion, sort of empathy, being able to play both sides. And um, yeah, it does it was a surprise to me. It still is a little bit of a surprise to me that I'm doing this. But as I look at sort of how I'm constructed and um, yeah, just where some of my natural abilities lie. Um, yeah, yeah, it seems it seems like a natural progression. Actually, when I mention yeah. it to people, it's not a like what you're doing what they're like, Oh, yeah, yeah that makes yeah, sense. Right. Great. Yeah. Well, I think also, you know, in, in recalling some of the, a lot of the writing, songwriting you've done is that you have used um, your own inner work as a muse for creation. And so, so a lot of your lyrics have this um, depth to them that is reflective of that, that's quite inspiring. You know, my writings, my essays I do are all like, I only write about shit that I've been through or I know. I don't. You know, I don't have opinions about things I can't can't or haven't experienced. Yes. Um, and so it is a natural extension of it, which kind of leads into the first question is sure. Um, is around this idea of artistic expression, just the idea that we like I posted a, a musing this morning that says, I don't believe in luck, but I do believe in design. And mm -hmm. the and the idea here is is, is the question is is artistic expression, the right to express yourself artistically, a human right. It's not mentioned, for example, in the Constitution, per se, uh, the freedom yeah. of speech is. Right. Freedom of expression and especially artistic expression. Do you think that's a human right? Yeah, well, to to touch on just you mentioned uh, my lyrics and songs, uh, definitely almost every song came from an aha insight 
mm-hmm. or experience, you know, this, oh, some revelation about myself or my lineage. And so it definitely, and then that led to the, as because songwriting was my main medium, that is exactly how that process works. There's this insight and I feel the need to express it. And I want to like concretize the moment by putting it into song. So absolutely the the inner work is tied so well to then having an outlet to express it. Um, and yeah, I think expression, it's almost beyond a uh, like a, a human right into just it's just part of what it means to be human to me like yeah. i was thinking about it actually to to make the comparison of exercise mm-hmm. right like is exercise a human right mm-hmm. is moving the body a human right like of course and um in that same way i see yeah expression <laughs> is is it just in the way that it would be very absurd for a government to come along and be like, no more moving the body, no more exercise that is forbidden from now on. Like there's right. just no chance that that would be here. I see, I see artistic expression in that same way of like, there are ways to look at it. Like um, thinking of artistic expression as having to have a canvas and a paintbrush, you know, having to have these very um, definite, uh paths to call but really when you get down to it artistic expression is what we're doing here we know oh how i'm how i'm talking to you in this moment it has a level of freedom and it has an expressiveness i guess we're not doing video but i'm doing a lot of gesturing right now you know (laughs) (laughs) and that to me that's the that's like there's just an inherent that is tied to freedom that if you tell me i can't gesture i can't um paint with my words or i can't paint with my the way of my movements that is the same as really holding back my freedom yeah i like that yeah i had a a guest on um named byron reese um who has a book called stories dice and rocks that think and it's kind of this Mm. the way i describe the book it's a history book about the future and um he points out in there from a scientific anthropological standpoint that artistic expression was the first language. And yeah. there was some moment around 40 to 50,000 years ago where the human consciousness just woke up. There was, mm-hmm. you know, prior to that, he points out that you can take like a spearhead that was made a million years ago or one that was made 3 million years ago. And they are the same thing. And, um, and, but art began to be expressed around that time. And so that kind of inspired this question. Then also my fascination with, and and I had another guest, um, uh, Ari, who is a Iranian uh, feminist activist on and talking about what's happening with authoritarian theology in Iran, um, which makes uh, the Kevin Bacon movie, um, uh, what's the dance movie about dancing where they ban dancing? Uh, my brain's stopping. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah. Takes it to a whole more horrific level. And yeah, and I think I think there is a kind of a battle between uh, light and dark, or or darkness and freedom and tyranny, or or something like that. And art is the art is the vehicle of liberty. So often, yeah, yeah, um, and. And so there's something intrinsic in us. And that's why I say human right. I use 
human right as like an intrinsic or imbued or to quote yeah. the uh, the constitution and an inalienable right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that again, these are kind of all stitched together yeah. moving into your work as an inner inner work coach. What is, what is art's relationship to that? Like how is art, our artistic creativity, what's the relationship or the correlation between inner work and art? Maybe that's the best way to ask that question. Yeah. So I think that's why I, um, why I like to talk about freedom and the correlation of artistic expression. Right. And that really, if I think back to my journey, I started questing for freedom. That was the, I said, I want freedom. And I sort of didn't even know what I was signing up for when I declared that to the universe. And as I look at my path now, oh, that's what's been happening is these layers of where I wasn't free. And a lot of a way you could talk about doing inner work is becoming more free. So mm. Um, I do some vocal coaching and my, my sense is teaching someone to sing. It's, it's actually just removing the obstacles that are in place. So when, if somebody said when they were five years old, no kids are to be quiet. So yeah. that's a restriction on their freedom, right? You're not, you, you, for whatever reason, the, the a child then suddenly feels like, okay, I'm, I'm not allowed to express myself. Mm -hmm. so what's interesting yeah i think um like i noticed i was talking about gesturing and expression as i started doing more of this inner work i became more animated in my expression my my gesturing my words my use of image you know i was already doing song lyrics and sort of had some poetic poetic ways about my speaking but even more so as I've created that spaciousness within myself, uh, yeah, more of that, more of that poetry gets to flow through. Right. Um, and that's what, that's such a beautiful part of watching somebody else. If I'm on, if I'm the, in the coaching chair and watching somebody else, sort of become more free within themselves that there's this essential being that gets to come out and right. that's that inner child that's that inner creator you know if you look at kids they just they're just pure creation they're just pure the the things they come up with and the ideas and the way they are um very expressive and and um yeah, yeah, it's it's quite a they're very, very intertwined how these these worlds are. Well, I think it's interesting for you, Joe, is with these two with these, you know, these specifically two gifts. I know you have more than two, but uh, sure. doing inner inner work, helping people with inner work and then artistic expression in some form is I think, you know, you can you can you can hire a coach, you can hire, especially someone that does shadow work or inner work or, or go to therapy, like good deep therapy, like in, in internal family systems or trauma-informed therapy. Yes. You can do all that. Um, but I think a lot of people stop. They're like, okay, I'm healed. And then they go back to sort of their, what I would say, mundane life. Um, yeah. And we are here to create. And one of the, one of the thieves of trauma 
is that it removes the need or desire to create. Um, you know, when there's un, 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 you know, dysregulation um, produces a, a kind of oppression of the artistic self of the soul. Yeah. And I, I see in this, you know, having done lots of inner work and also being a creator that, um, you know, I'll use more spiritual, like, you know, cosmological ideas of like the chakras. Yeah. Like each one of the chakras, when they're open, produces a type of art, a, a type of thing that didn't exist before. And then you extend that into like a conscious relationship hmm. and the concept of Visica Pisces, where, you know, it's that we're two conscious humans, one with dominant masculine and one dominant feminine energy. And those are not genders, they're energies come yeah. together to produce that third thing. And, yeah. uh, and that third thing is art. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the beautiful part of the work you're doing is that you, you, the, it's where the child meets the muse. Yeah. You know, it's like where the inner child meets the outer muse that this, the, you know, what um, Stephen Pressfield talks a lot about this in the war of art and his work. Yeah. And then from there things are created. And what I think is beautiful about them too, is that these things that are created are liberating to other people. Think mm. about that. Mm -hmm. from a design standpoint, like mm -hmm. you did inner work and you created a, a song and that song then inspired someone to maybe do something a little different in their own inner work. Yes. I, I can't think of a greater gift than that. Totally. And, and it then makes sense as to why that's baked into our humanity yeah. as a driving force that of course we want, why do I want to share those aha moments in song? I don't really know, but I know it feels great. I know it feeds me. And then, like you said, it has a life of its own as the third thing that yeah. moves forward and helps connect everyone or helps fill in somebody's experience in a way or gives us that sense of shared human experience. Right. Um, yeah, right. Why is <laughs> it would be like to, to address that first question, is artistic expression a human right? And then like, why? Why is it? in us and and i think that's what we're touching on it's great yeah i think so too and i think also you know you your work as a voice coach is interesting because you know obviously you you teach people how to sing better you know or vocalize yeah. better but you do that with their psyche or their inner child too you're getting yes. you're helping them find their voice and i bet you it's fascinating to watch someone's literal voice change when their inner child has been liberated. 100%. And not just their voice, you see their their how they occur changes. Yeah. It's the most profound thing in, in a good session. Someone has this part of themselves, let's say, that's been locked away or been kind of shadow. And as soon as it's allowed to come out and they get that little bit more free, that more freedom in their being, they change and people literally like, I just wish I had a technology that could capture that. Cause it's not exactly just the photo before and after it's an essence oh, right. that comes forth and it's so beautiful. And I always, I stop them and I say, I wish you could see how you're occurring right now. Once somebody has popped open, cause it's totally different. I think that's why you also see, like I read somewhere that 90%, roughly 90% of boudoir photo sessions are mostly women that have overcome something 
and they yeah. want to capture what they look like now in a, in a full expression. Totally. And I, there's a similar kind of a similarity to that. I, I, I look back at, um, you know, my pictures of me prior to 2014, when I had my first awakening and my, yeah. the, the deadness in my eyes and my, my former partner and one of my best friends, Lena, and the same thing as a pre-awakening, yeah. her eyes were were yes were, were deadened. Yeah. Um, and then I look at my sons, Logan and Caden, and their eyes have always been bright. Mm. And I think it's because they were free to express their inner child. They were free yeah. to be artistic in whatever form that was. And yeah. I see that in Andre, uh, my stepson's eyes as well, because of the amazing work that yeah his his mom my my partner virginia has done with him over the, his 13 plus years and i'm curious about this joe when someone mm. comes to you to do work to do inner work do you where do you start with them as it relates to like where does art come into the process sure for you and i and i it may be that it's different for every client but as a general idea when do you when do you start to consider the role of artistic expression um, yeah. in their healing journey. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is of course very different for each person and each day. I, the, the work I do is based on present, the present moment. So it's, I don't have an agenda going in. I don't have a checklist of things we cover. It's literally what's here in front of me right now. And it's great because my job is to just get really present. And that is what runs the session. And another interesting thing to, to talk about in this conversation is, uh, and maybe this is sort of why this work has is so fulfilling for me and, and was such a, is such a good fit, is that it's not dissimilar from painting or writing a song, except instead of a canvas or an instrument, I have a human being on the other side. And we right. get to create in the session that third thing. And we say, okay, here is what kind of painting are we making today? Is it a beautiful painting? Is it a really sad, uh, hurtful painting? And it's a collaborative uh, experience, this sort of dance. Um, and it there's like a playfulness in it. And it's strange to say that when you're dealing with people's deep trauma and hurt sometimes, but it is deeply playful. Uh, and, or I should say, when you can tap into that playfulness, that's when the most, where the most gold is because it yeah. breaks down the linear mind. So, so to your question of where does the art come in, the art comes in sort of, uh, oh, there's a great phrase, uh, something will fail. If we fail, let it not be to a lack of imagination. You're familiar with yeah, that quote. Yeah. So in, in a session, you know, there's, as long as there's a willingness to explore, and a lot of the goal is to see things from a different way. We go through our whole life seeing things one way, and that's how you get stuck in a, in a groove, in a bad groove, in a pattern. And so the goal of a lot of therapies is just to take that thing and flip it on its head a little bit. And so I think that's yeah. where a lot of this art the artistic or the theatrical, um, a lot of Gestalt work is um, is has a theatrical component of seeing these things outside right. of you. Let let the thing speak, and now exaggerate it, make it ridiculous. You know, if you have a insecurity, well, now make yourself a hundred times more insecure yes. and verbalize that, and then you get yeah. to see it not as this demon, 
but as just this aspect of you that's been and it and the lightness the um yeah the levity that comes from that allows you to look at things without the shame component sometimes or or mm -hmm. just to see it in a different way um and that's where a lot of healing suddenly comes in because you're just not stuck seeing it the same way right I want to tweak a little bit the last question, um, which is, you know, childhood wounds, which is, I don't know what percentage of inner work is related to childhood wounds or trauma, childhood trauma, but it's probably in the 90% range, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, you can have a nice broad definition of trauma that. Well, it's even not that, even not that broad. I mean, from a neurological standpoint, trauma is anything that changes the neuroplasticity of the brain. Exactly. Um, yeah. so, you know, that's where complex PTSD comes in, you know, that it, as opposed to PT, regular PTSD, yeah, most childhood trauma is not singular in its event; it's chronic. Yes, um, and subtle. And subtle, and um, inner, sometimes even just energetic. So it's not like uh, Americans, in particular, we really, really do a, a a a disservice to trauma because we actually mean drama most of the time. You know, like I didn't <laughs> make the football team, or I didn't get. Yeah, my dad yelled at me. Once or whatever that's not fucking trauma that's just a little right. bit of drama and that's, that's some things that happened yeah <laughs> things that happened yes it didn't rewire your brain right anyway so childhood trauma teaches you some negative things about expression you touched on that mm -hmm. earlier about you know, kids being told to be quiet as an example yeah um what are some things that you think we need to unlearn um those of us that do have childhood wounds and i feel like i've done a lot i've done a shit ton of inner work myself but as you're coaching people what are some uh, things that you've had to help people unlearn about expression you know that basically mm -hmm. take what they were taught by trauma and 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 unwind it or, or to use a, a a christian term deconstruct it what are, yeah. what are a couple of ones that you see well my first sort of what comes to mind is 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 something i went through and i think that is common which is when there are when there's trauma or when there are blocks to really knowing yourself so if there was a childhood event that caused you to have to present a false version of yourself or a, a curated version of yourself in order to be okay. That, all right, if, as long as people pleasers fall into this a lot, I was I had a deep, deep uh, groove of people pleasing in my system. I probably still still am scraping at it, still getting it cleaned out. But the basic idea there is that okay, if I present, if I do a certain certain way, if I act a certain way, then I'm acceptable. And so even if the trauma is not around, um, particularly sharing my voice or a, I painted a picture and somebody made fun of me, it doesn't even have to exist there. All that has to get imprinted is how I'm how I am really made is not okay. I have to be this in order to be okay, in order to be acceptable. And so then that extends to if you sit that child down 10 years later and you say hey paint a picture they're painting a picture from the lens of approval they're painting it from is am i doing the right thing is this okay here as opposed to the child who's just free and gets to be themselves and just gets to be in a unified state with its painting Does that make sense 
It does make sense very much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, that's so beautifully said in, because I think, I think, I think just to add to that is trauma produces a hologram. It produces the illusion. Yeah. An illusion isn't art. I mean, illusion being an illusionist is art, but the illusion, the hologram, the, 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 the constructed self is not art. Right. Because it's not real. It's just right. the ego, ego mind doing its job to, to protect the inner child. Yeah. And, 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 and I think that, I think the main thing I would say here is that the thing I would encourage people to unlearn is that you have a blank canvas. Yeah. You have a blank canvas and what happened to you does not determine your future. Yeah. And there's ample evidence from a scientific research standpoint that that's true. Yeah. Um, and if you understand that you have a blank canvas and you have the power to put whatever you want on that canvas. Now, I also want to be aware that there's some privilege in that. So if you're, you know, if you're a political sure. prisoner, prisoner, like, in a, in a, in a prison, a political prisoner, prisoner in a prison in Russia or Nicaragua or something, you don't have a blank canvas of your life, but you do have yeah. a blank canvas of your mind that you can yeah. create still. You always, always, always have the power to create. It cannot be taken from you. Yeah. And, and I think those reminders, I think those are so subversive and so heretical mm. that, you know, it's why I believe I wrote an article, I don't know, back in 2017 or 18, about 50 ways to save America. And mm. one of them was we need art class should be mandatory. Yeah. Um, yeah. From first grade through 12th grade, it should wow. not be extracurricular or an optional thing because art teaches you to express yourself. And if you can express yourself, you're fucking dangerous. Yeah. And <laughs> Amen. that's what we need. <laughs> we need more dangerous people like that. Yes. Um, and in that so, way. Yeah. In that, that way. That kind of danger. Right. Yeah, yes. exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. a good, that's a good yeah. danger. Just yeah, like there's exactly. a causing good trouble. Yeah. Good trouble, John Lewis. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Well, Joe, this is as expected, you know, fascinating. And yeah. um, I look forward to seeing you. We live in the same town, but haven't seen each other since pre-COVID. Yeah. And together and and breaking bread and talking more about this. And absolutely. I want to learn more about how I can support you. I think oh. that you have a you have a special gift that people need to know about. I'll link to your website and socials Great. and all that in the show notes. And um yeah, just super grateful for you, and I'm I'm proud proud of you. I know that sounds weird yeah, to say, but I, no, I, I accept that. Doing. Take it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'll mention I have a. Um, if anyone's interested, I, by the time this is posted, I have an inner child challenge that I'm doing, and sort of like a freebie, three day challenge. People can sign up for it to just get a taste of inner work. Like, all right, do I like going through this stuff, or is this not my time to do this? So that'll be available on my website and uh, nice, like guided meditation every day, little um, exercises. When does that go live? Uh, it should be. It should be by the time this airs, it'll it'll be live. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Sounds good. I'll link to that too. Send me that link awesome. and I'll put it in there, not just on your website, but specifically to it. So awesome. All right, my brother, have a good rest of your day. You too. Peace.